Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Lame Book Club podcast. My name is Melissa. I'm Ellie. And this is episode 10, Double Digits Baby. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, this week we are kicking off the last book in, or the last published book in this series, A Court of Silver Flames. Um, so bittersweet. Part one. Well, it's less bitter now that we know that she is writing another one. That's true. And honestly, less bitter for mostly you because you still have did you read I have, City? no i have you've the got rest 10 of the books still I 10 know. large books i know oh, to you. <laughs> you haven't read crescent city either <clears throat> no but i only have two now <laughs> not 10 my time with her is almost to a to an end until she comes i don't out think with new books yeah she'll never well lord willing she'll never stop writing books <laughs> lord willing <laughs> The Moss Universe will live on. But yes, I'm I excited. So. I'm excited to get into that. Um, and before we really jump into anything, and before we do any opening questions, I have a statement that I need to make <laughs> because a few episodes ago, I don't remember which one exactly, I made an outlandish comment that I need to rescind <laughs> because I said that I, the, I was currently reading a book series that I thought I might actually like more than the Akatar series. And let me clarify that at the time, at the part of the series that I was in, I meant it. It was so, so good. I loved it. But then I read the fourth book in the For Blood and Ash series and I got so angry. It was absolutely ruined for me. I, and now I'm like mad thinking about it. Like it's, it's not going to ruin it for everyone. In my opinion, it totally ruins it, but mm-hmm. I just need to take back what I said because I should have known that nothing would compare to Akatar. I feel like we shouldn't make those statements I until we're done with series. I I need to stop recommending series to people before reading them. I need to stop <laughs> talking about them before I finish them. Yeah. That's just Anyway, so I'm I'm just saying that here. Well, because... you lived, you learned, and you've grown. <laughs> I live, learn, grow. That's right. I, yeah, I and just. Now we laugh. <laughs> and now we laugh. I just need to clarify because I not only don't like that series more than a court of or yeah, a court of thrones and roses, but I will no longer be recommending it either. So oh, I really, really like to that point of just like oh, you're done. Absolutely. I wow. really. I mean, we can still. <laughs> talk about it on this on our podcast at some point if anyone wants us to um mm-hmm. but like i have very strong feelings when it comes to that book and well, I, I feel like them. we should talk about it because i'm okay. dying to know your strong feelings i have a feeling that a lot of people agree with me strictly because there's five books in this series that are mm-hmm. published the sixth one comes out in february of 2024 but um of the five books on goodreads the first three have like i don't know like anywhere between like 30 and forty thousand reviews mm-hmm. where there see now you see it <laughs> okay i don't know what that is what the heck for those just listening i don't know what the heck is going on a few episodes ago this like i said something or did a motion and these like confetti came out of nowhere just now i accidentally made a thumbs up and there was like a thumbs up on the screen i don't know anyways there's the first four have like 30 to 40,000 reviews and most of them are five stars. And this fifth book, not, it only has 
like 10,000 reviews, not even 10,000 reviews. I think people like so many, like I'm, my guess is that they just stopped reading it. People I probably told them to stop. Yeah. Well, that's all I'm saying is it, I, that's why I'm assuming that I'm not the only <laughs> one that stopped liking the series. After yeah. Book. So I am reading the right. fifth one still because I've committed so much time to it. And the fifth one is redeeming it a little bit so far. I'm not done with it. That's good. I just, I really am so curious what, how like devastating that fourth book was and like what happened to make you completely derail and just be like, this is the worst thing I've ever read. If you're legitimately planning on reading it, I'm not going to say anything. But if you're not going to read it, like I suggested, (laughs) then no, you can't. I'm not saying anything. What does Michael Scott say? I've had this dream for three days and there's no way I can let go of it now. That's true. All right. Um, also, caveat, Ellie is sick. So. I am sick. Yeah. So <laughs> our opening question was, what would you do this weekend? How, how you doing? And I was going to say, I've been sick all weekend, yeah. fevering. It's horrible. Fevering. I've not been this sick in so long. Um, but in the midst of my death, on my deathbed, one of my closest friends, closest friends, texts me in a group chat with myself and both of our husbands and says like hey guess what i just did yesterday or like guess what happened yesterday and we were like what and um she sends a picture of her holding a baby and didn't she husband, send something first though it was like hey yesterday was like it's not relevant a full to the moon conversation. or something also no, she was talking about her husband's like golf tournament and oh, so yeah. then she's like oh yeah uh so my husband says you had a baby and like it's obviously he's being sarcastic she's like i did and so i'm again on my deathbed looking at this text thinking so dumb like what a dumb joke why text that and so then i put my phone down went back to sleep i wake up again and i looked at it and i was like all right i don't know what possessed me to be like i just really want to rub it in her face that i know this is fake (laughs) so i started zooming in on receipts that were in the picture as you do and um i was I was going to be like, see, this is from like your first child. It was back in 2021. Like you can't pull a fast one on me, except when I zoomed in on the receipt, 10-19-2023. And I was like, okay, well then like you were in the hospital for another reason. And like somebody brought their brand new baby because this doesn't make that any sense. That seems less likely to me. <laughs> I No, it could not well, seem less likely. True. Are you kidding? You didn't know she so was pregnant. That- that's true. And you actually don't even know the full story. I, I forgot to update you. So then she's in another picture of the baby in the bin. And I zoom in on the sticker and it's literally their last name, 1019-2023. Welcome to the world, this brand new baby. I was like, you're like, <laughs> no. So then we share locations. I checked her location <clears throat> in the hospital. <laughs> What's happening? I was like, there's no way you've been pregnant for nine months and never told me. And she says, like, sweatshirts hide a lot. We were the one and only people that they they were telling everyone in person that they were pregnant. <laughs> we saw them in person when she was seven months pregnant. Because I thought, like, oh, maybe it's been a while. Since-. No, it was seven months. She just wore a big sweater and thought this would actually be so funny if we didn't tell them and then just were like, hey, we had another baby. And you Which, just got ronded. Yeah. I was like, this is some new girl Winston prank. <laughs> Winston and Rhonda prank. I was like, I literally texted her back. Did I just get ronded? <laughs> Too big. Too big of a prank. 
<laughs> too much. This is too much. <laughs> so all that to say, one of my closest friends had a baby this weekend. That's exciting. Oh, yeah. I guess I also, <clears throat> I nothing happened. My sister-in-law had a baby. I now have a new nephew. Oh, nice. <laughs> Same day. Did uh, she tell was, you that she was pregnant? Yes, I did know that she was pregnant. As one does. As one as, should do. Well, I guess we're family, so it's a little different. Yeah. Um. Maybe if we were just close friends, I wouldn't. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's just the most outrageous thing anyone has ever done. And she said, like, I knew I could not do this with literally anyone else because I feel like that'd be really hurtful to them. She's like, but I thought <laughs> I can do this with you and you would think it was funny. And I did. I seriously <laughs> thought that was the funniest thing anybody has ever done in my entire life is keep an entire pregnancy from me and then be like, I have a baby. If we have another baby, I'm going to do that too. Don't do that. And I can't so handle this twice. Since we don't live in the same I state. I can't handle this twice. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, I'm excited to jump into this book. Um, yeah. This week, we're doing chapters 21. Oh, starting at one. Starting at one. One through 24. Um, and actually, the layout of this book helps us a lot. There's part one, two, and three of the book. So we're each episode is going to be part one part two part three so that works in case you're listening ahead and you are gonna read ahead for next week um yeah just diving right in ellie are you ready i am all right in the beginning of this book cassian goes to get nesta to bring her back to the river house for a family meeting after what she did to him the night of the winter solstice if you were cassian would you have gone to get her absolutely not I would not People have, have done much less to me that have been like, goodbye forever. <laughs> no, I don't need you in my life at all. I'm not, I not ne- quite the same for me, but I just, I, I don't know. I, I guess I hold grudges a little bit because I wouldn't want anything to do with her at that point. If she was so in my face rude the way she was. Well, that's the thing is I don't even know if that would even be a grudge for me as much as it's like you've repeated yourself multiple times in being the rudest person i could have ever possibly met i don't need that however threw my gift into the water (laughs) if anyone threw a gift that i gave them and i said like i've been looking for this forever for you and i found it and they were like nope (laughs) (laughs) no that's true but 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 we're not taking into consideration she might have done that but she also saved his life at the end of the third book and then shielded him when she thought that they were both about to die from the king before elaine i think i adopt like a sales management mindset in this you're only as good as your last sale i don't care (laughs) you're only as good as your last like i mean i'm telling you right now i still wouldn't because but i wouldn't mostly out of probably like anger but mostly embarrassment i think too yeah like that it would really um, hit the pride pride yeah you were like hey i went out of my way to do something nice for you and they freaking threw it in the water (laughs) i can't get over that that's so funny and terrible i know honestly that was that was savage i hate like i don't use that word lightly that was savage that she did that um all right well with that then um have you ever been burned so badly that you could get over it Mm, you go first because i need some mental stimulation (laughs) okay um gosh i don't know i the only thing 
at least off the top of my head, the only thing I probably should have had something a little bit more prepared, but I can think of at least is like high school, like petty high school stuff. You've had a good life um, for the past 10 years. No one's burned you. I kind of feel the same though. I think like- it has less to do with that and more to do with my shoddy memory. <laughs> That's me. But also like yes and no, because I feel like if someone really wronged you, you'd remember in the past 10 years, like within the past 10 years. Yeah. But I definitely was more petty in high school as well. So, and I think I was just more petty. End of the world crimes done against me if someone stole a boyfriend or whatever. Well, exactly. Yeah. And I I think, yeah, I now, not that I'm like so much more mature and wiser, but I hope maybe a little bit. (laughs) I think the things that bothered me in high school bothered me so much. And now I just am like, in the grand i've lived a little bit more life so i'm like this actually doesn't really matter anymore yeah on that note i do remember like genuinely this is gonna sound so like petty and dumb and funny but i have been burned so bad within the past three years that i like went outside and cried for a little while i'll tell you about it yeah you should feel bad for me and remember that feeling after i finish the story because you're gonna be like you are so dumb um one day we made shrimp fettuccine alfredo at home and it was so delicious wait i have two stories now i told you i just needed the little little push it was so delicious and so the next day um i was like oh i'm gonna eat this for dinner too i'm not even gonna bring it as a work lunch i'm gonna save and come home and have something to look forward to and there was so much of it left tell me that grant ate it before you came home and that is why you went outside and cried i'm well, going to lose my mind i have to caveat not caveat i don't know if proceed is the right word but prior to coming home i had like the worst day at work and like genuinely everything was going wrong the spreadsheets weren't spreadsheeting the math wasn't mathing <laughs> i was so angry like people were driving me nuts like just dumb questions where i was having to do more work than normal because people couldn't possibly lift their own weight. And so yeah. then I'm, I'm coming home, I'm stuck in an hour and a half of traffic, which it normally takes me like 35, 40 minutes to get home. So that was outlandish traffic. It was horrible. I pretty sure I like fell getting out of the car. It was a <laughs> bad day, but I had fettuccine Alfredo to pick On me the up. Mind. <laughs> I came in, went straight for the fridge, gone, the whole <laughs> pot, gone. Grant decided, what a beautiful day to eat a pot of fettuccine Alfredo. <laughs> and so I went You're outside right. and I this cried a dumb. little. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, man. this one wasn't so much like that he burned me, but in a way, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> I made a beautiful medley of sliced vegetables so like a lot of these i'm since food seems to be the general (laughs) thing like a big part of my heart (laughs) i made this beautiful medley of vegetables and i was going to put them in the um the uh cast iron skillet and like Mm -hmm. you know grill them up it was gonna be great grant's like hey i saw this recipe i would love to try and i was like no like these are too good of vegetables for you to mess up no 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 baby trust me okay (laughs) Tell me why he dumps red wine vinegar <laughs> all over my vegetables. 
my sickness <laughs> is making this story so much funnier. And so I was so angry. I was like, you just ruined like five peppers and onion, all, all that. You just ruined everything. And he's like, well, just try it. I'm sure it's not that bad. I gagged. <laughs> then the true horror of the story is not the first time that he did that. But the second time when again, he said, no, 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 just trust me. I would never do that again. And I don't know if he was being funny or he wasn't being funny. He just forgot that he did that, I think, and did it again. Dumped like freaking a cup of red wine vinegar all over these vegetables. Is he following a recipe? Does a recipe call for a cup of no. it? Or is- no oh. recipe would ever call for that much red That's wine vinegar That's why I was like, vegetables. this isn't really on him if this is a bad no, recipe. It's on him. So that's that on that. <laughs> so that's that on that. All right. Um, yeah, I don't, I still can't think of anything. Like I, I, Zeke throws my food away a lot, like from the fridge. <gasps> yeah. The milkshake story. Milkshake. I can't believe I you forgetting that. because that burned me from over here. It's when he took out your milkshake and said, do you want this? Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So uh, let me set the scene here. Um, i have a newborn like the not long after having a baby so i'm like in bed i he he was nice he's super nice and picked up a milkshake coming home from whatever he was doing because i really wanted one so that was the really nice part and that's where the really nice parts of this end um because he put it in the fridge or, or i don't remember he did something with it and then i was like hey I'm going to, or he was like, do you want this now? And I was like, no, you can put it back. And he goes, okay, I will. And then I'm with the baby and I've like occupied for a while. And I came out into the kitchen after she was finally asleep and he did not move it. (laughs) And so instead of having a milkshake, I had chocolate drink because it was completely melted. (laughs) And I was so disappointed. It's just that like, I, I guess, yeah, that feeling of when you're so looking forward to something and then it's just yeah not at least for me like it wasn't the same but at least i still had something it's not like it was gone it's not like he ate it or anything i'm sorry to me that's gone did you drink chocolate warm no i think i might have tried here gosh my memory is terrible i don't even remember i might have tried to refreeze it but it's never the same again i say i can't believe you like you forgot that because when you told me that i was like uh grant would be dead to me <laughs> that's <laughs> um all right so cassian gets her brings her to the house while they're at the house this is when they have their intervention talking to him about uh or nesta being like you need to stop living your life the way that you're mm-hmm. living it um and they're like in order to do that we're not paying your rent anymore and you are gonna have to go live at the house of wind and you're gonna have to train with cassian every morning and work in the library in the afternoons every day and that's it you're essentially house arrest outside of those two things um would you be upset with that punishment like well yeah so that's my next question what did you think of that routine that they had like the training with cassian in the mornings and then working in the libraries in the evening so on one hand i was like wow some like well i got punished bad as a kid so (laughs) to me like wow some punishment that's pretty much freedom but I mean, not really, considering that she had nothing to do before this. And I was like, but as an adult. And also, like, that, I wouldn't want to do that. That's, like, free labor. But also not free because she's still getting paid. So I don't know. She's not getting paid. I mean, but Pharaoh, they were paying for her, like. Oh, yeah. She just wasn't touching it, right? Well, I mean, they were paying for 
her rent and yeah i guess she had like an allowance but that's also not a very adult thing to have either (laughs) i don't know i initially i thought this was like i understand the intervention and like wanting to get her help but like thinking about it i'm like i don't know how else they other than like sending her to rehab which it seems too real world to put in a fantasy book like i don't know how else they would have gotten her to stop but initially i remember like when i was reading this i was like that's juvenile like Mm -hmm. okay making her like volunteer (laughs) like and i didn't understand like what the training had to do anything like okay work out like i don't know honestly i more to me i understood the training more than working in the library i was like that's See, so random. I get like they're just trying to keep her busy. So to mm-hmm. me, working in the library made more sense because I'm like, yeah. okay, that's keeping her busy for. Sure. And that's also, I mean, I don't remember the exact time, but I, I want to say it was for like from like noon to six or something. Mm-hmm. Like it was a good portion of the day yeah. that she was doing that. And then it was just two hours or one hour of training in the morning. Sure. And then eventually they start doing two, but like this is no, a very training- short. The training made sense to me because I was like, like if I was in that mind mind space, mind space, headspace, yeah. mindset, mindset, That's the one. Headspace. <laughs> literary analysis. <laughs> um, if I was in that mindset, and I no, it is headspace, <laughs> and uh, I like couldn't control my powers, and also I'm super weak, and I'm just an angry person. Fighting yeah. would be very helpful. One to like just yeah. kind of gain a control over all of that but see like that to me that would be something that nesta well i guess she's not in a position or wasn't in a position to like want to better herself but mm-hmm. using working out or training as like a coping skill kind of like what you're like recommending or mm-hmm. explaining that feels like a very personal choice that felt like like in to me it would seem like that would be something that nesta would be like well if i do this this will help me get out of it it feels mm-hmm. weird to for like if it'd be like me going my sister's depressed and be like you need to go to the gym for a couple hours a day like <laughs> yeah i think she'd be like what <laughs> like i don't know like i i agree like i know in real life like working out produces like yeah you know what i mean like all the good things for you and it legitimately does help but just in this it felt weird for me initially reading it okay. like and but it also felt kind of like an excuse to get her and cassian alone because obviously like that's the direction. we're not mad about that though we're not mad about that either that's for sure um all right so then moving on cassian is also then I don't remember what his official title was. Reese wants him to be his, um, like, what did he call, what was an emissary? Emissary, yeah. But he's not, he's not like the emissary to the human lands, right? I don't remember, but Reese. No, that was like Nesta and Elaine. That's, yeah, I don't remember, but I don't remember what his official title was, but Reese like wants him to help because Azriel's busy doing something. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I need you to help me with like figuring out what's going on with the mortal queens and like everything that's happening with that. Mm-hmm. So in doing that, um, he meets with Vasa and Lucian and Jurian and Iris is like, happens to be there. And I love, I loved this though. Cause I 
loved how little control Cassian had over his temper when yeah. he was meeting with them. Because it also, just felt we need to just point out Vasa and Jurian and Lucian. That's the freaking island of misfit toys. I hate what did their they little call themselves band. again. I hate that they called themselves anything. I don't know. <laughs> I can't. I have to go look back in the book. I can't remember, but it's. I want to say they like. It was something along the lines of misfits, like oh the gosh. like three lonelies. It makes me like something. them less <laughs> that they like identified themselves as the little like don't fit outcasts. Yeah, <laughs> because like <sighs> the three of them didn't really fit in anywhere. Voss yeah. is like half bird. Lucian has no one. Durian's like a human, but also, gosh, I just can't remember. Did it ever explain how? Does Durian just like pick back up where he left off as far as aging? Because he's one hundred percent mortal. <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, is he though? Because he was brought back, but as... he was never dead, so he wasn't really brought back. He was like his soul was like put in the thing that Amarantha had, and then yeah. the king made him back into like a living person but it's the band of exiles is what there they it is them. thank you <laughs> island of misfits <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um anyway so he's meeting with the island or the band of exile yeah. plus iris um and in that conversation vasa does like some kind of foreshadowing about brie allen the mortal queen that was put into the cauldron and came out an old lady mm-hmm. um what did you what did you think about that, like, foreshadowing-wise? Because, mm. like, how angry she was and and all that. I definitely thought it was going to be a bigger deal than... Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it did kind of end up being a big deal in the end, but... I don't know. Honestly, I was like, why are we scared of her? Like, you just took out the freaking army of... And the cauldron of... Uh, well, because she was made, too, like, Nesta, and they don't... They still, at this point, don't really know what Nesta can do. Because oh, Nesta refuses to practice... But like the cauldron is, the oh, cauldron well, is like no. it's good because Nesta still has all her cauldron powers and. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't. I just to me it didn't seem like a big threat. I was like, why are we this scared of this person? Like we don't care. We just defeated all of Highburn's armies and <laughs> him in the cauldron and like defied all odds. Why are we now scared of one old queen? But I guess it- in the light of like, oh, she could have the powers that Nesta had, then maybe. But. I didn't think I don't, it was that big of a deal. For me, like reading this, I didn't understand because she's mad at Nesta. Mm-hmm. Like, but I didn't understand why the cauldron punished her when Nesta took something from it. Like, I still don't get it. Like, truthfully, like it, to, it felt like a weird workaround way to create another villain sure. in the story. But like, the, I get it. The Nesta took something from the cauldron. The cauldron's mad at Nesta. But, like, so why is it? That's, like, I kind of me. read it, though, as, like, the cauldron isn't that, um, what's the word for human? Like, Mortal? aware? No. Wait, human? Yeah, it starts with an S. Ugh, whatever. I'm, my sick brain can't do it all. I have but no idea what you're trying to talk about. Sim- sim- okay. Okay, stop. <laughs> Oh, it's going to really bug me. But um, sen- sentient. There it is. Okay. 
So uh, I kind of read it as the the cauldron didn't know. Like, it's not I'm mad at Nesta. It's more just like I'm angry that my power is gone. However, the argument can be made that because it went after Elaine specifically mm-hmm. in uh, Akawar, that like it is, it does know things. But to me, when when I first read in the second book that it changed Briallen to that old lady, I was kind of like, well, yeah, because it's mad that power got drained from it. So it's just going to retaliate on the very next thing that goes in, I guess. But even that, okay, I see what you're saying. That, But that's not the, in. that's not like the verbiage that was mm-hmm. used. It was because the cauldron was mad that, oh, I guess it was mad that Nesta. I, I read it as like the cauldron being mad with Nesta, not mm. mad at the situation. But again, that's like, I don't know, to me, it still just kind of felt like yeah. a cheap excuse to create another villain. Like the fact that the cauldron sure. was mad in general and just punished the next person. That's I think petty. they could have made it a lot cheaper that, or she could have made it a lot cheaper. Like that, yeah. that villain creation did not bother me. I, I actually didn't even think about it more than just the fact of like, Oh, that doesn't seem like a crazy villain, but I think they could have done better. Well, I think she could have done be better, like, but I think she could have done worse. For Brie Allen to be as angry as she was mm-hmm. just because she's old, I mean, I guess old forever, but old in, in turn, like, but her whole thing was she was a young queen. She was beautiful. That's and true. You literally lose your youth forever and then be That's stuck true. as an immortal. Well, forever. if we're going to be technical about it, you use your loot. You lose. You use your loot. Why can't I say that? You lose your youth forever without being like immortal, too. When you get old, you're old. Like, it's not, but I. I see went from like within 30 seconds being old or young to super old. Like I, that's, that is different. I don't know. I just, I, I personally wasn't crazy about this origin story of Brie Allen. Like, um, I love, I don't know. I love the book and I absolutely couldn't have written a better one. I just also. I come with no solution, but some complaints. exactly story of my life um all right so then from iris we learn that baron allied with brie allen and koshi mm-hmm. spelling or pronunciation tbd um because iris told him um and then when that happened i i don't know if anyone else agrees what the heck keeps happening with this thumbs up <laughs> uh go away um i desperately wanted iris to have a character arc like reese did where like you think he's a bad guy and then later on you end up loving him but i was having a really i still like i was having a really hard time trusting him um and i was just like waiting for the other shoe to drop what do you were you thinking the same thing? <laughs> i don't know what is happening with this thumbs up thing I don't know either. That is so funny. Um, yeah, I I don't fully trust Eris yet, but I'm I feel like I'm very close. Eris, I said Eris, my bad. <laughs> I know I didn't want to correct you, but um Thanks. yeah, I I feel like I'm very close, especially I feel like he was dropping the hints. I think it was in the last book where he was saying to more like, Oh, you don't or know the, the third full book. story. Yeah, yeah, the third book. Um so in that sense, I'm very much on board with he's gonna have this huge redemption it's gonna be a reese like story but at the same time i feel like there's things that are kind of 
inexcusable for him that we couldn't make him fully like like what though because reese did a lot of crappy things too that's true um the what though is like leaving more to die but i also that's true (laughs) i did no other way about that for a second well but but he says in his own like it was better for her it somehow i don't know how i'm hoping that we get more of an explanation in the next lucian's true love he didn't participate in that did he not no he got beat for it because he didn't he didn't oh okay so that's what i'm saying like we think that he and like he does act really crappy Mm. at first all right well is he 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 could be coming around i don't know but no i don't fully trust him yet um but i could yeah there was just this one quote in the book it it on page 98 it says but no one had been able to decide which was the bigger threat for them brie allen and koshi or baron's willingness to ally with them while the night court had been trying to make the peace permanent he had been doing his best to start another war and that was part of i don't know just like now i'm wondering if maybe his dad is going to be more of like I don't know. I don't understand how his dad could possibly be a bigger villain than Koshi, considering he's like a god of death and trapped on an island. Like that's got it. All of this has got to like unfold a little bit more in the I next one. Know, but- I think Baron would have made a better villain, especially in this story, because one, we already have grown to hate him. Like yeah. that is established, which I like that it's it's more like personal between the reader and um, the villain there because like yeah. Brie Allen yeah we know you know she was not a great queen and whatever but we don't know all the really nasty sides of her I guess like mm-hmm. she did them dirty but it wasn't it wasn't like Baron like Baron was personally dirty to all of them exactly and his own kids yeah Gosh, he's, a, he's a monster <laughs> <laughs> yeah and Coach, she's like kind of like we know we've heard of him but we haven't again there's no connection to like oh he's the worst baron he's the worst <laughs> that's true mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know i would love to see that play out more in yeah. the next book because i think it could be a big i'm hoping that eris does have that arc like we're talking about mm-hmm. i hope that it somehow redeems lucian too from going from the band of exiles to being better yeah <laughs> um and like like it, it it would be a better villain because we already like he's like we already he, sure sergey moss has already laid the groundwork for us to hate him so right. it would be wouldn't have to like clean transition anyone else yeah <laughs> already got us hooked give us what we want <laughs> give the people what they're asking for <laughs> what um, were your first impressions of emory and gwen i Okay, I didn't love Emery at first. <gasps> I know. Why Just possibly? Well, I've mentioned this before. I am very skeptical of new people being Ooh. introduced. So yes. I didn't, it did not feel slimy at all. Like, Ianthe, I was so, like, it felt slimy still. Like, I didn't yeah. think Emery was slimy or anything, but I just was unsure i get it she had been through a lot but we didn't know that at the time and she felt kind of like hard Mm -hmm. i don't know if that's like the best way to explain it just like a tough kind of character yeah absolutely so like my initial like the way 
they introduced her, I was kind of like, I don't hate her. I just didn't have like, I wasn't like, oh my gosh, yay, another girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I really liked Gwen from the get-go. And I think that's just because of the personality that Sarah J. Moss gave her. She mm-hmm. was a lot more, I don't know, upbeat kind of. Yeah. So, and I, I love Emery now. And it just, I it took me a little bit longer to like Emery than it did for me to like Gwen. I don't know. I really liked Emery from the get-go. But um, I think Sarah J. Moss was very intentional with having her be like this hard rock person but also very compassionate because of like the clothes and the yeah you know just sweet things she was doing um they introduced emery or she introduced emery before this book though didn't she in last book is when we yeah because cassian goes in there thinking her dad was still there right yeah Yeah. gets clothes for all the soldiers Yeah. yeah um so yeah technically emery was introduced in the last book and that was again last book was mm-hmm. kind of when i was like eh. but yeah. we also didn't know much of her story in the last book and i think especially learning that i was like okay that explains it yeah. <laughs> it makes a lot more sense um i don't know i'm just putting myself like in the position of like i'm not Nesta or anyone, I'm myself, but I'm in the story. Mm-hmm. If I had met Emery the way that they all did, I think I would have been like, okay. <laughs> but I think I would have wanted to be friends with Gwen right away. Same. Well, e- Emery intimidates me a little bit. I think if I met her in real life, mm-hmm. I'd be intimidated. But yeah, if she liked that- me, I would like her. Um, but Gwen seems like a very friendly, let's just be yeah. friends. And so, exactly. yeah, more inviting for sure. Yeah. Um, good way of putting it thanks you too <laughs> did thanks. you feel for nesta at all reading yes. in the beginning of this book so as mad as i was at her we've brought this up throughout the entire series throughout all of our podcasts nesta is very relatable i think for both of us because oh, we yes. both have these personalities of just like spiraling and then de- self-destruction <laughs> yes. um and so we're really nice. awesome. I know. <laughs> we're great people to be friends with. But so I really liked that Nesta is somebody that didn't have a very clean uh, healing process. Yeah. And I like that, you know, we saw her in the end of Akawar. We're like, oh, man. she Like, she was laying in bed with her sisters. And, like, yeah. they were finally being a family. And we loved that. And then her dad came and there was some kind of, like, a, a little bit of healing. And we loved that for her. And she was like, Cassian. And they you know, I'll, I'll find you in the next life. And it was oh. so sweet. And then book one or the next book, <laughs> I'm going to throw your present into the water. <laughs> so rude. And but so, it's so real. Like, I don't know. To me, I, I love reading the, like the main reason I don't like reading nonfiction is I don't, I want to escape. Like when yeah. I'm reading, I like, the world building of fantasy books and i like Mm -hmm. like losing myself in the story and the characters and everything and so i don't like reading about like things that happen because that's not fun Mm -hmm. but i love like sarah j moss did such a great job at writing like a very human Mm -hmm. which like or a real life yeah. healing process with yeah. her like we got a taste for it at the end of akawar like with her like you said like 
sleeping in the same bed with her sisters and like starting to open up a little bit more. She saved Cassian. She's tried to shield him. Like she's willing to help. Like as simple as that is, like mm -hmm. she's doing all these things that are just not like the character up until that point. Mm -hmm. And so we got a taste of it being like, yes, like she's coming around and then immediately no, like um, shuts that right back down. She goes right back to being the same way, if not worse. It's worse. And it's it, so well, much it's, worse. Exactly. So I'm saying like we got a taste for it and we wanted it. So yeah. she did such a great job at like giving uh, us that teaser mm -hmm. and then being like taking it away. So we know what we want now. Right. And then now the in this book. It's not like a spiral. Like this is never exactly. going to get better. Why are we reading about Just her? this like yeah. crabby old sister that everyone hates. Like and then in this book we then also get to like be with her in the healing process and mm -hmm. like understand in her mind everything. We learn more about like we don't know anything about their mom really. We learn mm -hmm. way more. Uh, I mean not tons but we still learn a lot more about their mom in this. We learn like her, like why she feels the way that she did about her dad and everything mm -hmm. more like from her perspective. Yeah. And uh, she just writes that mental health bit so well while keeping it mm -hmm. fantasy that I, that's why I think that ultimately this is why it's my favorite book. It's just that I felt like I was learning about myself I know, <laughs> reading this too. book. Like um, I was like, man, I do the same things and maybe that's why <laughs> I saw it a thing that talked about um, how authors can write a fictional character that is relatable. And they're mm -hmm. like, no matter how heroic that character is meant to be, no matter um, how good you want them to be, you have to give them flaws. And that's the way that they'll mm -hmm. become relatable to people. So they can't yeah. be like all good. They've got to have some kind of flaws. Boy, is Nesta <laughs> relatable. That girl has flaws out the wazoo. I think that's why Farah didn't have as many as I would have liked. Mm -hmm. She did. I mean, it took her a while to heal in um, the second book and, and everything. Like, she – and makes mistakes. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying she's yeah. perfect by any means. But I can't relate to that um, poor girl who hunt hunted for her family to provide for them and right. was sacrificed everything for them as a child yeah and and then became a heroess you know what i mean like i just that's not real at all so like it's fun to read about and i really liked her character and everything mm -hmm. it's just i couldn't relate to it and i think yeah i i don't know i keep beating, yeah. a, beating a dead yeah, horse yeah. with this like i just related so much to nesta and i loved her character arc yeah for sure <laughs> um all right with that the house of wind <laughs> I love the house I love I love the house of wind. I've never loved an inanimate object like this the way <laughs> in any book. Yeah. Um so it's magical. Um and it seems to like Nesta from like the beginning the get go. Did you and hear me out. Did you see the house as like a mother figure to her? No. <laughs> no. I viewed the house as a boy to start off. So <laughs> it could so not weird. Have been a mother. I know but like Why? I don't know. <laughs> to me so i've weird. only ever owned male like animals and so in but my the mind, house isn't an animal it's not a no, pet no but like <laughs> just in my mind i was like this is a boy i think the reason i didn't is because the i mean it, for the same reason we all love reese and mm -hmm. cassian and everything it's a male written by a woman so sure it knows what women like in the same way the house would draw her bath get her some 
treats, you know, get her a dirty mm-hmm. book. You know what I mean? Like the, the house knew what she wanted. And so I think that's why for me, it was like, this is clearly a female house because the house knows. No, in my mind, I was like, this is a boy house. I don't know. I couldn't tell you why, but like, even as you say it and it makes all the sense in the world, I'm like, that's great. I love that for you. But that house is a boy to me. <laughs> well, to me, it, I didn't get this at first. Um, so I might be like jumping the gun a little bit here as far as like describing it as a mother figure, but towards the end of the book, especially learning more about Nessa's relationship with her mom, it felt like a really, the house was a healing. Uh, well, it obviously was an aspect to her healing, but it felt mm. like it was the healing that part of her to me. It was oh, yeah. that she didn't ever really have other than Feyre, like have anyone to take care of her because she was the oldest and even mm-hmm. like their mom wasn't the greatest at doing that their dad never did it but this house has always been there for her it always took care of her yeah and stuff so it was not initially in this part of the book but it after reading it if i kind of felt like it had like a mother type presence to sure. it for her like it's that's what she needed it to be yeah. and that's what it was i loved the scene where it got her a piece of cake to me I that's know. like just so Woman. Sweet. so if you could have your own magical house (sighs) what would it look like and where would it be now i know i'll tell you right now (laughs) (laughs) um yes mine would probably be a boy house but have you ever seen i don't remember where it's from or how i saw it but it's it was like a tiny little thing that said um i just wish to be a small person living in a mushroom making stew deep in the woods. And that's all I really want in life ever. If I could trade it all for that, that's what I want. So my house would be a tiny mushroom in the woods (laughs) with like a little cauldron where I could make stew. And also it would bring me cake. And that's all I want. That's mine. Honestly, I I don't want anything more than the house of wind. (laughs) That is like that. So the uh, way it interprets or like everything she needs mm-hmm. and is just and I mean like even even to the point of a, we I forgot to mention it when we were talking about or just a couple seconds ago but like when the Nesta first got there she asked the house for wine and it gave mm-hmm. her water like even the the house knew her better than she knew herself I need a house that can take care of me better than I chips can take house. care of myself <laughs> chips and it's <laughs> and it like gives me fruit freaking, yeah. <laughs> Like I said, I think I'd make that make me mad, but I get it. It would make me absolutely would make me mad, but Mm -hmm. in the long run, I'd look back and be like, you know, like at the end of a movie when they're walking away and they turn around, like, I'll miss this place. Like (laughs) in the long run, I'd be like putting my hand on the wind, uh, like a door frame, being like, you knew, you (laughs) you (laughs) knew, got me. It would also, I think, I, I know I explained not. Oh, it was the House of Wind where mm-hmm. um, Reese initially took Feyre the first time she went to the Night Court, right? No. Or well, that was even a different. No, that was a different place. Yeah. So, mind you, mark that also. They have four places. Yes, four places. Four. But I picture I I the only reason I bring that up is because I picture still this house the same way I kind of pictured wherever that was, mm-hmm. very modern, um, sleek lines like dark no this is fantasy i know this is very fantasy it is cottage it is it is stone and limestone 
and moss. And That's how I picture the spring court, not night court. Night court is innovative. <laughs> Valaris <laughs> is innovative. <laughs> um, however, I will. I did want to talk about this. I did not know that the library was attached to the House of Wind. Mm-hmm. So I could not grasp where Nesta <laughs> was going went. and how she's yeah. getting there. Yeah, because they're like, hey, if you want to leave, go down these thousand steps or not 10,000 steps. Yeah. First of all, you couldn't even make it 300 steps your first round. Like, no offense, but pathetic. I think um, it was 300. She had been, like, not eating and only drinking alcohol for months. I'm telling months. you right now. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling I you right now, I could do more Ellie, than 300, if, even in, in that state. In your current state, absolutely not. And that is the equivalent of how Nesta was <laughs> feeling. No, oh, like my sickness? Yes. I was like, man, I'm strong. Yeah, you might be right. You might be right. But I did go do a 5K this morning. I walked it. But all that to say, 10,000 steps right there. I think that's harder than you think. I don't think. Just go, it's going that downstairs. I, I'm just saying there's 10,000 of them. That is a lot. <laughs> yeah, but she only did 300. All I'm saying is... <clears throat> well, eventually you're going to have to go back up. Hold on. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> my, my throat was really losing it there um i don't All know I'm saying i just is, think i could have done more than, than 300 i bet you try one i could have done at least a thousand especially going down okay. i could have done all 10 honestly going down stairs i just think you're not giving her enough credit for the like no physical state that she was in the credit for is every time she was making that hike to go down she made the hike to go back up like it's crazy yeah. to me that she was so tired she couldn't continue to go down anymore. So then she turned around and went back up. That's like 10 times as hard as going upstairs. That's true. Wait, it so, is upstairs. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like turning, like getting tired from going downstairs and then being like, now I'm just going to go back up. That's horrible. Yeah, I agree. I do agree on that. And I think that's why she, I mean, I'm sure she probably could have made it more, but she knew that she would have to go back up eventually. So that's mm-hmm. why... She's like, well, I'm tired now. There's no way I'm going to be able to keep going. Yeah, um, good for her for knowing herself because yeah. I would have absolutely expended all energy to prove you wrong <laughs> just, and then gotten to like stairs 5,000 and then just slept there overnight because I couldn't go back up. And then, you know, I would have been like, you know what? Eventually Cassian's going to have to realize that I'm somewhere and come looking for me. I know. Um, and speaking of Cassian, so he, because I mean, their training thus far has been in at one of the Illyrian camps mm-hmm. and I kind of loved that Nesta just sat on the rock and she said I can't oh it was something like um Cassian's like you said you agreed to this you have to train she goes I agreed to train I didn't agree to participate or something like like and- <laughs> honestly what a little brat and the fact that she was like so well that was a embarrass him in front of everyone I was so mad I was so that mad. was a bratty comment but I kind of liked that she was just not participating. <laughs> like, I don't know. No. I kind of liked it. Um, well, Brad, but I would, he, I would be so mad. I'd be mad if I was Cassian, but as a reader, I thought it was funny. My um, sister is really stubborn. And that just reminds me of I like think something I'm really she would have done. Yeah, you are. But that would have <laughs> reminded me of something she would have done in the past when like we were supposed to be working on something together. She would like, not saying she ever did this, but it just reminds me of something she would do is just to sit there and be like, I said I'd be here. I didn't say I'd do anything. Oh, 
<laughs> I'm mad already. <laughs> well, you have a more personal tie to it. Maybe I like it because it's something that I would do. <laughs> there you go. I don't know. But I just like that. And then Cassian ultimately realized, though, that she wasn't it's not because she was just trying to be annoying she mm-hmm. didn't want to be vulnerable in front of the illyrian warriors mm-hmm. and she knew she was weak so right. she's like why learn in front of people which truthfully i absolutely understand i would I do not too. want to learn something but then in say front of- that that's such well, an easy like hey hey pass i don't want to do this in front of everyone Easy. This is part of the healing journey ellie i get it <laughs> i talk- would probably I do think- the same i, would I just had be pissy, but you had way more empathy for Feyre than I did. And I feel like this is how I thought, mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm like, get over it. And you're like, but <laughs> wait, hold on. <laughs> this is, I get, I get Ness, my girl, I get her. <laughs> but anyway, Ka- anyways, Cassian realizes on his own. So he okay. moves their training to the rooftop of the house of the wind, house of wind mm-hmm. instead of in front of everyone. Um, have you i guess we kind of already talked about this have you ever refused to do something because you didn't want to be embarrassed hmm. i have tell me about <laughs> i have it. refused to do many things i my personality is i don't like to do something if mm-hmm. i know i'm not going to be good at it or mm-hmm. let me i take that back i just it's not that i, I don't like to do it i just i like to be really good at everything right away mm-hmm. i don't and I that's super unrealistic and I understand how crazy that sounds mm-hmm. but if I'm not good at something if it's going to be in front of every other people I don't really want to look dumb yeah in the process of like learning how to do it I'd rather yeah. learn privately and then if I'm going to do it in front of people like already kind of know I feel like so, that's the story with like everyone in the world like well, no one I wants mean, to be embarrassed or look dumb well yes I get that but I also like we'll just flat out not do anything so for example i i played soccer growing up i was pretty good i mean all things considered for being like 11 Mm -hmm. and then i stopped playing when i was like 12 Mm -hmm. i think 13 so i stopped playing at the really transitional point of soccer where girl it's like separates the girls who are like really good want to play competitively and uh, the girls who just want like we'll play for high school or something mm-hmm. um and i started cheering whatever well what i think sophomore or junior year of high school i decided i wanted to play soccer again on the high school team and i made you it you did you did well, i'm not there yet <laughs> i made the team <laughs> but i realized that i was not nearly as good as everyone because it had been a while since i mm-hmm. played i didn't want to look stupid so i quit before the season started <laughs> makes sense to I me didn't want to be like have my friends come to games and see me sitting on the bench and not starting which is so dumb like looking back at it but I was so embarrassed of not being a starter for my first year playing soccer in years with all these other girls that not only played competitively with high school but that Mm -hmm. have just kept doing it yeah (laughs) so uh it's (laughs) it's hard for me to think like I'm pretty oh I know so I'm pretty down to try anything at least once um so i'm not i don't necessarily get embarrassed of like sports like i know i'm not good but i'll just preface and be like i've never done this and i'm not good and that yeah. good, pretty goes over with the crowd pretty well um, <laughs> but, but i like <laughs> trying a bunch of different things like trail running was my most recent like endeavor and that's gone 
really badly so far. I've twisted both <laughs> I was ankles. about to say, I thought you were going to say really well. I'm like, <laughs> I feel like you only get hurt. <laughs> I do. But I have really weak ankles. But uh, – and I did that in front of everyone, so that was fabulous. But it's like, <laughs> at the end of the day, whatever. Like, Okay. However, I will say the one thing that I will not try because I know I'm just really bad and that it really is embarrassing is dancing. Any form of dancing. Mm. I am embarrassed. I I have rhythm. I play music my entire life, multiple instruments. I sing. It's great. Cannot move my body for the life of me. It doesn't <laughs> look good. It's not good. And so like any like prom or like I don't know, homecoming or whatever, I I'm mm. I was so thankful because we went to a private Christian school that it was like, there's no dancing allowed. It was just a banquet basically. Like we watched talent shows or some kind of entertainment. And ate dinner. It was dumb. <laughs> it was dumb. But I was so glad there wasn't dancing because I couldn't possibly dance. And then not even I. at my own wedding, I ended it early because I was like, I'd really rather not dance in front of anybody ever, ever. And so we left so early. <laughs> I remember that about your wedding, actually. Yeah. It but was you danced at my wedding. Cause Grant's a dancer. And so then I just hold on to his hand and then I just... do think it's funny how you and I are so close and we married people that are like the other. Yeah. Like me I at any function, me and Grant will dance and you Melissa and Zeke will hang out. Eggs to <laughs> dance at any function. She literally at your wedding, you were like, I just want to get over get through all this so we can start dancing. And I, I was like everything as short as possible. That would never so be me. The most amount of time to dance. It's just so fun. I like any all of my close friends or family, it's almost like a I don't want to butcher this <laughs> reference, but like a Beyonce Sasha Fierce thing I have an alter ego when I start um yes, dancing because most of the time it's at wedding so people literally will be like oh can't wait to see wedding Melissa like that's I, what I I've coined the Melissa. term yeah and I am so grateful that at least one of my children I've birthed our wedding Is Holland <laughs> exists yeah she loves dancing that's how we get her like tire her out before bed at night yeah we play just dance yeah <laughs> Because she loves it. <laughs> I love that. I remember we but, would do the uh, Evening of Dreams, which was a special special needs oh, prom. And best. we would go as dates. It was so much fun. And I always felt so bad for my date because I was like, I really don't want to dance. But I was like, I'll try my best. And I, it was not good. I remember you no always cares. had to be there. I know no one cares, but I care. This is the whole point. Yeah. Is like, I'm embarrassed. I, it doesn't look good. I'm fully aware of that. Yeah. So. Well, anyways, <laughs> I, I can get off on tangents so easily um i love that he moved it for her um and i thought it was sweet but i'm glad that she at least actually by refusing though to train that's how she met emery initially because she's like i'm not doing this so instead of sitting on the rock because it was cold mm -hmm. she went inside right and she started talking to emery and got yeah, to at least that's like the initial introduction mm -hmm. um but i just thought uh I don't know. I love Reese, but I really love Cassian. I think yeah. I just love that he is everything that Reese is as far as like the sweet, like thinking ahead, mm -hmm. like caring so deeply about his other person in the same mm -hmm. way, all of that. But he's funny. He is. <laughs> I like that his character has humor. Yeah. And that bodes very well for me. <laughs> so I. I'm still 
a bigger Reese fan as much as I love Cassian. Cassian's like just yeah. like 0. 0.0001 below Reese for me. But the thing that tips it over for Reese is he's so much more powerful. And that in my yeah. eyes is like, hmm, I like that. That's true. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I compare I compare them a lot in my head. Way more than I should about fictional characters. It's your Roman Empire. I get it. It is. This is my Roman <laughs> Empire. It's Reese and Cassian. Um, but they... I go back and forth between which one I think I'd like more. I really mm-hmm. like both of them. But I think I, I almost always land on Cassian because of two things. The humor. But then also he has longer hair. And that just does it for me. Like I, I like long hair. So... That's fair. I also Those like long two. hair. So yeah, mm-hmm. I don't care so much about like muscular, fi- like figures as mm-hmm. like I'm not gonna. I won't. Don't hate it, but that's not like anything that I'm like. Oh, I'm looking for that. But I think that also just kind of helps too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He in my mind looked somewhat different, but similar to Jason Momoa, and yes, that was not a hard thing to picture. Exactly going forward that is. with so, tattoos. <laughs> what did you think of Nesta or yeah, what did you think of what Nesta did for Gwen when Gwen couldn't find the book she was looking for? Oh, I loved it. It was like um, her little re- redemption arc. Just it, just well, a little. Yeah. Just, it was, well, it's the beginning of this whole book is her redemption arc. Like this is I just know. the beginning of it. But I thought it was sweet cuz this is a I just like that we're starting to see her do more for other like think about other people. And so she saw like how distraught Gwen was looking for it and she tried to find it but couldn't and then later was like oh my gosh I have a magic house I'll just ask the house <laughs> and the house gave her the book and then she mm. snuck into Meryl's office to put it back um and then even like kind of took some crap from Meryl for her too so I just thought like yeah I did think that I had a hard time the only thing I had a hard time with was that she was not easily, but it, it seemed like she was so easily doing things like that for Emery and Gwen throughout but this book. But not for her family. But Yeah, her, with not yeah. with her family. And I get it. There's more to heal. But I think that was a little – it was – I think I would have enjoyed if she had done both at no, the same but, time. No, because I – in this sense, I, I am Nesta here. I get this part. Because – you have a history with all those people and they've already seen the bad side of you. So you're already tainted to them. And it's like, yeah, to, to get along with them, you're going to have to that's go true. back and apologize for a lot of stuff. And that's stupid. And, and I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. Cause I'd <laughs> yeah, be too prideful but with Emery and Gwen. It's brand new. They don't know anything. And she even says in the end, like they, you didn't know anything about me. Yeah. That's you know? true. So that's why it's easier to make these new friends and have this blank canvas of, I'm actually a really nice person. Yeah. Just getting to know and I me. get that. I do. I really get that. And I like uh-huh. it. And I, agree with all of that i just think i i would have liked to see her try a little bit harder with her family but like you said like i i get it it's a lot easier to like just start from a fresh start than have to like heal even more and go back through all the crap that you've done yeah um but Um, i loved uh the idea that nesta had about inviting the priestesses to join mm -hmm. the train with her and cassian um because she wanted to help them overcome all of the memories that still haunt them. Yeah. What were your feelings about this plan? And then again, how did you feel differently or more so for Nesta at this point? So I'm going to be honest with you. I, I liked how Reese took care of the priestesses and like all that they went through 
we have respect mm-hmm. for that. But I did not connect with the priestesses too much. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't really care for this. Um, I did like I the idea that they to would... connect with them, though. Are you talking about Gwen specifically or just the rest? No, of no, them? no. The rest of them. I did okay. connect with Gwen and I liked her. But the rest of them, I'm just kind of like, eh. like, but I, I did like that it was. I, I felt like it I gave feel like this Nesta was more about depth. Nesta. Yeah, I yeah. was gonna say all of this felt. I didn't necessarily connect with the priestess, the priestesses either. Mm-hmm. But I, for me, this was like. Again, but a lot Nesta. of it moving forward was oh the priestesses weren't coming and we were so worried that like they didn't want any part of this and then they trickled it like we'll go over that next episode. But I was no, like, I talk don't about really care. Like I know, I'm happy but Nesta's growing, but grow with your friends this initial the initial thought of this plan first off i'm just all about Mm -hmm. women being able to take care of themselves i think it's great that to know how to defend yourself if needed yeah so i that's a personal thing and i think that's probably why i liked this a little bit more but Mm -hmm. i i think for me this was more about the again just the fact that like we're starting to see nesta think about other people it's Mm -hmm. not all about her and all about like her self-loathing and her hurts and what her dad did or mm-hmm. didn't do you know like it's not it's she's starting to move past all that now mm-hmm. a little bit enough to where she's aware of how other people f- feel because i feel like up until this point it seemed like not she either wasn't aware and or didn't give two craps about Vera. like and i know there's still their family there's a lot more like again i get it it's just that's all we only really saw her she didn't want to help. She they she knew what was at stake with yeah. the war and she didn't want to help. You know, like it just was so selfish to me. Ugh, yeah. I I know she redeems herself, but I can we really get over that? Cuz that's I can, absolutely. so selfish to me. I can. Yeah, I can because you. of this book. Without this book probably not, but I yeah. can. I know, I, don't know. So I just like truly hate this book still and they're like I'm just not a Nesta fan. I'm, I won't get over that and I absolutely can see it both ways. I mean, I can understand it. I just don't agree. Yeah. But anyways, I, I just like that. I like that Cassian was, again, all about... Because Cassian, Azriel, and Reese are, like, one of the only people that want the Illyrian women to learn how to fight and everything, like... And so Cassian was all about this. And mm-hmm. um, Clotho was like, sure. But, like, just fair warning, I don't think any of them are going to want to. Yeah. But I just like that it was the... The, it was the thought that counts quite literally it, for you yeah, for me um okay what did so, you think yeah Go are on. you gonna ask me okay elaine comes to visit nesta and to tell her that she and Feyre still care about her but nesta makes her leave in tears did this surprise you it did because mm-hmm. i mean i know nesta's mad at the world and mm-hmm. dealing with a lot but n- she's never like been anything but protective of elaine mm-hmm. And so in this book, we start to see her kind of nasty towards her. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised by that because that's just not what we've seen from Nessa until this I point. Know. Same here. It kind of surprised me. But on the same note, it it really didn't. And that brings me back to that point I made of in order to, well, both things I kind of get. In order to... Um, you know, reconcile with, or like, just be nice to Elaine. Like there has to be that opening of like, Hey, I was wrong. And, you know, apologizing to the whole crew. But more than that, it, the book talks about how Elaine and Feyre started being more buddy, buddy and closer together, which means that Elaine left Nesta to 
basically choose Feyre. And that would hurt my feelings so badly. If like, I'm the one who protected you. I'm the one who has guarded you your entire life. Like we made this Fae transition together. And now like Feyre just seems cooler and nicer and you want to choose her. To be fair, it's not, I could see, I understand from Nessa's point of view, that's kind (laughs) of what it seems like, but never to defend Elaine a little bit. It's not that she chose Feyre. Pharaoh was there. Nesta oh, left. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, no, it's Nesta's I, I, fault. From, but yeah. I can also see, like, I stuck my neck out for you time and time again. And then when things got hard, like, you went to the other sister. And also that Nesta and Pharaoh don't really get along. That would make yeah. me so mad. And then just being honest, Nesta's probably a little bit jealous of Pharaoh because she has her mate. She has her kingdom. She has yeah. she has everything she could have ever wanted. She's so happy. And then now, and then now, she, now has she has a sister. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. I I would not I get be happy. It. I I do get it, and I I I am Nesta a lot of the time. So like mm-hmm. I understand the thought process and stuff, but I just was still surprised. Yeah, by this, just because nothing had ever made mm-hmm. Nesta do anything other than protect Elaine before, mm-hmm. and so find like something happened that changed that for her. Yeah. So that was the big for me. That was like oh yeah. I really, (laughs) I truly, truly, truly loved though the progress, the progression um, of her going down those stairs because every time she was like, okay, I'm going to go drink my sorrows away. She couldn't Instead of drinking. Yes. Yeah. Well, instead of drinking or in sleeping around or whatever, she just was like, fine. Like she gets so worked up. She just goes to the stairs. So after this one, she goes down. A thousand. The farthest, she makes it to a thousand. Out of 10. A 10th of the way there. (laughs) And then. When she gets back to the top, Cassian's mm. waiting for her because he knew she was trying to go down the stairs yeah, again. This is their first and, bit of romance, so that was really fun. Well, there's been that tension, uh, at least until this point, but then this is when it finally, like, the culmination of it. Mm-hmm. So when she reach, reaches the top of the stairs, Cassian's waiting for her, and we start to see a little bit of action there. What did you think of Nesta's comment when she said that he was quick off the mark? <laughs> I genuinely was like, what the heck does that mean? I've never heard anyone say that. Like, I obviously context. But you knew like, what it implied. Context, <laughs> yeah. I knew what it meant, but I was like, who says that? That is such a weird that was phrase. Ballsy. That, well, I mean, I, mean, she's I that loved. Hurt. She's that upset and then wants to hurt him more. I feel like that's a quick way to do it. Yeah, I don't know. She just, she wasn't upset in that moment. It's just. I don't know. I guess I just relate with this so much. She just is like, that's who she is. She says things without thinking. Mm-hmm. She is a little bit vindictive, kind of like, I don't, I'm really talking myself up here, but like, <laughs> I just, I can relate with say, saying something before you like think about it. And even if like the intention is to be a little bit mean, immediately regretting it. And I know that that's not, we don't necessarily see that part of her initially after this comment Mm -hmm. but i would like to think that she said that but then went in her room and was like i shouldn't have i should have said something different or i shouldn't have commented on it or whatever and because that's how i I could see myself saying the exact same thing in that moment but then like a couple minutes later being like Mm -hmm. (laughs) melissa why do you do this So anyways, I just thought it was hilarious because I was not expecting it at all. Well, I wasn't expecting what to happen, 
that to happen in general but then i wasn't expecting her to comment on it (laughs) generally i feel like in those situations it's like oh no it's fine (laughs) no nesta's like well that sucks and then just walked away (laughs) like (laughs) um well so then the dead trove Mm -hmm. that's introduced Mm -hmm. in this book so it consists of three things. It's the harp, the mask, and the crown. Oh, good memory. The, the mask can raise an army from the dead. The harp can open doors and portals to other dimensions. And then whoever wears the crown can like manipulate, bend anyone to their will. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously major foreshadowing when this is introduced. But what what did you think? Like, how did you think that was gonna like tie in? Other than the fact that, like, okay, they're going to have to find these. <laughs> like, Again, I didn't think Briellen was that big of a threat, but I was like, I guess those would be, those together would be a big threat if she had them and had that much mm-hmm. of a vendetta against Nessa or Feyre and Reese or just the Night Court in general. Um, so definitely was I on think board. Sergei Moss, Sarah did a, Moss did a good job introducing obviously everything she does is good but she did a good job introducing these three things because initially hearing about them i would have been like why didn't they look for these in the last book but kind of my thought yeah well but they talk about it i'm pretty sure all of them were kind of like wait those are real like they all kind of i think they all kind of thought it was like not like an urban legend but kind of and then amarin was like no (laughs) like that's not like you we these are real like we need to get these before she yeah. does yeah um because i think if it hadn't have been introduced that way i would the same thing i would have been like obviously these would have been significantly yeah. more helpful to help which hyburn which one of those would you want the most Ooh, the mask raises the army of the dead the harp not opens doors and portals and the crown uh How can bend crown- anyone <gasps> yeah you're evil I am. Well, I I think I would want the harp if it could. I don't necessarily need to go to other dimensions. If it's just other places, mm-hmm. I would say harp because I hate flying. So it would be an easy way to travel. Well, and I'll say cheap. I'll say <laughs> the harp is to other places as well. Yeah, dimensions. But if it's, I mean, if we're gonna get technical and I can only go other dimensions, I'd rather have the crown. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'd probably want the crown as well. That just seems the most the crown like, or the harp. No, the crown. Oh, okay, because um, that just seems like the most useful out of all of these. But I do agree with you. I hate flying as well. We've talked about this multiple times. It's the worst thing ever. We should not be doing it. But if we were intended to fly, we would have had God would have given us the ability to. So that's my and I like, firmly he kind stand of did, but no no our physical bodies the ability to i would be able to stand up and shoot into the air if i was intended to fly um but yeah like uh the portal would be great if i could leave work and just be at home (laughs) yeah could have really saved me a fettuccine alfredo fiasco had i been able to catch grant in the act (laughs) um also though in this conversation my least favorite things of this entire book happened um, my least favorite thing of all of these books. Yes, but like this entire, oh, true, this entire storyline, my yeah. least favorite thing. Yeah. They're talking about how they can summon it, like figure out where this all is. And Aaron says, like, oh, bomb. they're, they're those who are made. So she, and she's, but like is only really talking to Elaine and Nesta. Mm-hmm. And then Nesta's like, wait, 
but like Feyre can help too and that's when Feyre's like well I um, could but I I'm trying to, but except I'm pregnant and I want to protect the baby or whatever and I rolled my eyes so hard so <laughs> my hard. eyes went to my brains because I, I was done I just I'm like and I mean I knew it was coming yeah they were we hinting the it way trope. too much and well and even in a frost and starlight like they were hinting at it all like way too much and mm-hmm. everything I so I I knew it was coming I just didn't want it to and then yeah. it happened I was like I was hoping I was reading into it too much <laughs> I wasn't no <laughs> uh, I just it, because this this is my lead I actually like Farah though throughout all of this I will mm-hmm. say she remains pretty consistent but I this is my least favorite book of Reese no gets, every, it's everybody's least favorite and but here's the because thing he gets so like and I get it but like annoyingly just, protective there's a line like he's already protective and everything and I get that and it's cute to like, some extent but like the fact that he won't he doesn't even like Cassie and Azrael getting too close to her and like breathing on her he's like shielding her the like, the whole time mm-hmm. from from no one I'm like that was and I'm glad that Feyre was at least like yeah this you is gotta stupid. back off yeah <laughs> yeah but i don't know it just was uh it was too much my least favorite side of reese i even liked villain reese more than i liked this reese <laughs> absolutely but we also have to recognize and i i said i would talk about this like so many podcasts ago i said when we get to court of silver flames like i'll bring this back up um where else would his character go it couldn't be a perfect pregnancy because there would be no really no story with it I yeah. mean, she could have maybe written something else. I mean, I just think line, like to go along with the pregnancy, but like if you wanted I think any the drama, the story with would that, be exactly the same without wow. it. But I understand, mm-hmm. I understand why she had to add it in there because otherwise, she, everyone would be like, "Where's Reese and Feyre?" Well, she wrote <laughs> like, why is this- into a corner, honestly, with their characters and how like they're both the most emotionally intelligent. They're both. Yeah. Um, like physically perfect for each other. They're they're mated. They're a hundred percent like they can talk to each other in their brains. Yeah. They're just a hundred percent on par. She wrote herself into a corner. They they don't have flaws. Is what she did to them. And so, yeah. I feel That's like true. why everyone hates this is because because she wrote so well that they didn't have these crazy flaws. That when he started to have these flaws, everyone was like, "This isn't my Reese. This isn't what I signed up for." <laughs> That's true. I want someone perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Well, then at the end of these chapters, um, Gwen does eventually sign up for training after watching Cassie and show Nesta how to throw a punch in the library. I personally liked the storyline that was being written about Nesta and her training more than the conflict that was being foreshadowed with Brie Allen. What were your thoughts on that? Okay, this isn't this is not the part where she like did a full demonstration. She just this is, this is where Cassian cuz wasn't she yeah. like doing like all these moves? So Clotho calls Cassian down because she's like you need to tell Fair yes, to stop yes, training yes. in the library. Okay. But then and then he gets down there and she's like show me how to throw a punch and then so it's like a mini lesson that they do and then yeah. she's like fine, I'll stop and then he was like that's too easy but then realizes that he sees everyone watching watching. Them. Okay, um one, Nesta, not Farah. Two. Did I say Farah? You did. I meant um, Nesta in my bed. This gave me so much ick. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I was like, that's embarrassing. Like, that's so embarrassing to just be I, sitting in the middle of a library. Huh. 
Huh, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> you know I what? I hate it. It did. It did for me too. Until me and Cassian had the realization at the same time of what she was doing. <laughs> then I was like, "Oh, my girl." But I agree too. But <laughs> no. I'm like, she's training in the library. I'm like, first off, I get it. She's training more than she was, but like, yeah. she still doesn't like it that much. Why is she practicing at, like after yeah. hours? And then it, it all made sense, and I and I liked it. But just the just what I'm asking here is more like the storyline in general, like um, her Gwen starting to sign up, like uh, she's starting to feel better physically about herself. She, you can tell like she's getting muscle, like her and Cass, this is like the romance between them is happening and all this. I just liked this Mm -hmm. storyline way more than anything that was developing with Brielle. Like anytime they talk about the dead trove or Cassian had a meet with whatever, like I was like, I wanted to skip to the next part where Nesta and him were training. (laughs) No, absolutely the same and, and the valkyrie they'd already like kind of introduced the valkyries that concept the of them did you like that what? i did i In already said mind, though i'm all about like female like women being able to like fight yes. for themselves though so but in my i mind, i i pictured like the valkyrie and thor like those movies I and did. i did not care for those people either so all of that tied together i was like okay well also, i like that We'll get into it next episode when it, when we read about it. I have thoughts for all that. More thoughts. More th- I think I liked the Valkyries in Thor, and that's so it was really easy okay. for me to imagine them too because of yeah. that. <laughs> so, ooh, that makes um, me want to watch a Marvel movie after we get off. That's what I'm doing. Sounds good. <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> our little conversation here can inspire you to watch Disney. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I I don't know. I just loved. I love where this was headed. Yeah. The, the, this aspect of it. It has so much potential. It's, it, this is a fun book. I really enjoyed this one, but it it is very spicy. Just a full heads up. It is. I didn't tell (laughs) Melissa. Okay. I think we might've brought this up before, but I'll bring it up again. So everyone can know my anger at you. Um, My anger at me. Yeah. So like Melissa and I watch game of Thrones together. We watch outlander together we watch stuff that has like pretty spicy scenes and like, you know, whatever. I'm not watching it for the spice necessarily, but like we, it just goes to show we, we've, it is part of our lives. Whatever. I'm of the world. I've seen things. <laughs> so she asked me like, Oh, what book should I read? And I said, you know, a court of thorns and roses. That series is great. Tell me why I get a text. Why wouldn't you warn me how much spice there was in this? Why would I? Hey, let me you're not even telling the full story let me clip the full story is not my business that's not my business my business is i told you this book and like you and i are on the same page why would i tell you any of this <laughs> i pulled a nesta here <laughs> okay <laughs> the context around this and why i sent that was because i put my foot in my mouth again recommending <laughs> things before i read them i'm having a conversation with my one of my sister-in-laws who is a pastor at a church and in this conversation she's talking about how she loves reading but she's having a hard time finding like good books that aren't spicy like she likes the (laughs) storylines but she doesn't like the spice Mm -hmm. and so i'm like oh convenient my friend best friend in the world recommended this book series to me so much that i trust in my life life, (laughs) recommended this book series to me uh, like just a couple weeks ago and she didn't say anything. You should read these ones. She said it's the best series she's ever read in her life. 
So it is on me for not reading them first before recommending that's on them. That's you. I know, but that's why I got mad at you because I was at, I was like, oh, hey, how's that book series going? She's like, oh, I loved the story, but it was a, a little, little spicy. spicy. <laughs> like, and, I like, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea. I'm so sorry because it was just the conversation that I even recommended it was talking about and I get good this, books like, without spice. And I'm caps, like, I get this all caps text. Why didn't you tell me? Why would I tell you? That has nothing to do with me. <laughs> this is just my. <laughs> it was all me. I was mad at myself, but I bl- put the blame on you for not telling me. <laughs> it's okay. It's that is the only reason I texted you like that, though. <laughs> all right. Well, now you Anyways, all know. You all know the dynamic. We do. Um, and that's that's the first twenty-four chapters. Um, next week we're going to be taking a break from this though because next monday is the <gasps> 30th i was like so we're taking gonna... a break what are you saying about <laughs> <laughs> we're doing a spooky spectacular episode yes. um so we will not be going over a court of thorns and roses next week but we are court of silver flames next week but um after the halloween week we'll be picking back up with part two of this mm-hmm. series and then part three finishing it off but i'm excited next week we are going to talk about spooky stories Yes, um, and we're some come from books, and we are dressing up. And Ellie doesn't. We know Ellie's gonna be Coraline. Yeah. Ellie does not know what I'm gonna be, and I'm excited I'm to so shock excited. you all. <laughs> I'm so excited. Honestly, I wasn't even really gonna dress up this year, but then I like last minute I saw something that I was just so inspired by on TikTok, oh <laughs> and I ordered I everything wait. on Amazon right away. And so <laughs> I'm so excited. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Yeah. All right. Well. <laughs> That's that on that. Um, if you're listening, please leave us a rating and comment yep. on uh, what is it? Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Yeah, like yeah. and subscribe on you on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram's Lane getting fun. Pod. We are doing a lot of reels. Funny reels. Yeah, those are taking off. It's been really fun. I didn't think that I would like making reels as much as I do, but oh my gosh, it's, it's so much fun. It's unlocked something in me. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a passion that I didn't Am know was I- there content creator (laughs) absolutely not but do i have a weird amount of animated scenes just in the back of my my brain that i can recycle always yes (laughs) did i ever think that would benefit me as an adult no so am i i'm very surprised okay also um our next book we might have mentioned that it was fourth wing but it is not prank (laughs) (laughs) is going to be the carval series and it's an awesome series. Uh, Melissa hasn't read it yet, so we get her raw emotions on all of it. I have, yes. so you get my jaded emotions on all of it. And <laughs> oh, great. Um, we will be in person recording these, so it's going to be so much fun. Yes, I'm excited. Um, yeah, Ellie is going to be coming to me, and we are going to be recording a few episodes in person at my husband's studio. And it's going to be very fun. Yeah. So if you have not got, or if you don't own those books or haven't read them, um, now is the time. We're giving I mean, you, you still have weeks of advance. We're giving like three weeks, three, three, four weeks, ish, <laughs> three, four ish weeks of advance. So now's the time. Yes. Those books are amazing though. I absolutely love them. They're YA, I think, but still good. Yeah. All right. Well, have a great rest of your week. Or a good week. I guess it's Monday when these are coming out. Um, And we will see you next week on the podcast. Bye.